Warren Buffett essentially says intrinsic value is the present value of all future cash flows that a company will produce over its useful life. This is BYFIQ. Wealth and success come from understanding how finance works in business, and together we'll explore the most important topics to 10x your financial results. My hope is that we can work together soon. Please share and enjoy. Here are three financial terms that will make you sound smarter in the world of business. First off, EBITDA. This snappy acronym stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. It's like checking out your car's engine. It tells investors the raw performance of a company's operations without the pesky roadblocks of tax structures, financing, or accounting practices getting in the way. Why is it important? Well, think of it as the business world's way of comparing apples to apples. It allows investors to see the financial health and operating efficiency of different companies on a level playing field. In other words, EBITDA is a fancy way of saying profit before accounting for interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. That's all you need to know. Here's a real world example. Imagine a company, let's call it Widget Inc, reports an EBITDA of $2 million. This means before all those complicated financial and accounting factors kicking in, Widget Inc cranked out a cool $2 million in profit through its core business operations. Pretty neat, right? Well, not entirely. EBITDA is not the same thing as cash flow, which I love and we'll get into here in a minute, and because it doesn't account for capital expenditures, things like building a new factory or buying expensive equipment. So, while it's important for gaining insight into a company's operations and profitability, it should be taken with a grain of salt. Number two is CapEx. Ready to talk nerdy with me? CapEx is short for capital expenditures, the funds used by a company to acquire, upgrade, and maintain physical assets such as property, industrial buildings, or equipment. Think of CapEx as the company's investment in its future prospects. Its significance can't be overstated. It's a clear indicator of a company's health and its ambitions for growth and efficiency. Knowing a company's CapEx, remember that's capital expenditures, is crucial because it shows where the company is sowing its seeds for future harvest, whether that's into cutting edge technology, expanding their infrastructural empire, or simply keeping the gears turning smoothly. As for an example, imagine Gadget Corp decides to drop $500,000 on a new factory machine. That's a half a million dollars aimed at upscaling production, cutting costs in the long term, and stepping up their game in the market. Basically, CapEx is the financial muscle behind a company's punch in the competitive business arena. Let's tie this together with CapEx and EBITDA. So going back to our example of Widget Inc., Let's imagine that they also spent $500,000 on a new production facility in the same period as their reported EBITDA of $2 million. This means that their actual profits after taking into consideration the capital expenditure are only $1.5 million. In this case, EBITDA might be deceiving as it doesn't accurately reflect the company's financial health. This is where CapEx comes into play. By taking into account we get a clear picture of the company's cash flow and true profitability. Without factoring in CapEx, a company may appear to have higher profits than it actually does, leading investors to make inaccurate assumptions about the company's performance and potential. Therefore, it's important to consider both EBITDA and CapEx when analyzing a company's financials. This can give a more well-rounded understanding of the company's financial situation 
and its future prospects. Another way to look at the relationship between CapEx and EBITDA is by calculating the CapEx to EBITDA ratio. This ratio helps investors and analysts determine the amount of CapEx a company needs to maintain its current level of EBITDA. A higher ratio indicates that the company is using more funds for capital expenditures, which could potentially hinder their ability to generate profits in the future. On the other hand, a lower ratio may suggest efficient use of capital and potential for higher profits in the future. It's important to note that CapEx and EBITDA are not the only factors to consider when evaluating a company's financials. Other metrics such as revenue growth, debt levels, and operating cash flow should also be taken into account. However, understanding the relationship between these two metrics can provide valuable insights into a company's financial health and potential for growth. Now, before we move on to the third financial term, which is my absolute favorite, I just want to point out one important thing. When it comes to finding capital expenditures on financial statements, you find it on the statement of cash flows under investing activities. I bring that up because you would be surprised by the fact that when I interview CFOs and other financial professionals for jobs, and I ask them where they find CapEx on the financial statements, the majority of them cannot answer this correctly. So I don't want you to make the same mistake and answer incorrectly. When it comes to CapEx, just remember, it's found on the statement of cash flows. Okay, moving on to free cash flow. Free cash flow is a critical indicator of a company's financial performance representing the cash available for the business to repay creditors, pay dividends, and make investments after accounting for capital expenditures. The importance of free cash flow lies in its ability to measure a company's profitability after all expenses and reinvestments. It's essentially the extra cash that could be used to expand the business, reduce debt, and return value to shareholders. So don't try to overcomplicate it, just stick to that simple definition. Free cash flow is calculated by taking the net operating cash flow from the cash flow statement and subtracting capital expenditures, which remember I just mentioned is found on the company's statement of cash flows under investing activities. So in other words, free cash flow equals net operating cash flow minus capital expenditures. That's it, right? Pretty simple. This metric is intricately related to a company's intrinsic value evaluation method used to determine the company's inherent worth because it serves as a projection of future earnings and is discounted to the present value. A higher free cash flow can indicate a company's potential for growth and financial stability. And I'm sure you've heard me say this before, but Warren Buffett essentially says intrinsic value is the present value of all future cash flows that a company will produce over its useful life. So that's how I like to think about free cash flow, and that's why it's so critical. 70% of companies that go bankrupt are profitable when they close their doors. That's why EBITDA is important to know what it is, but it's not the one metric that I paid the closest attention to. However, it's important to remember that free cash flow is not the same as your cash balance in the bank. While free cash flow reflects the cash generated during a specific period, the cash balance includes all cash and cash equivalents available at a moment in time, which could stem from prior periods or debt. For example, let's say Megatech. Do you like these company names I come up with? Kind of nerdy, right? But let's say they report an annual net operating cash flow of $5 million and its CapEx for the same period amounts to $2 million. Its free cash flow would thus be $5 million from operating cash flow minus $2 million in CapEx. And then ultimately you end up with $3 million in free cash flow. 
Therefore, by computing free cash flow and understanding it, Megatex analysts might consider this $3 million in free cash flow as a sign of the company's strong performance. It has substantial cash earnings after maintaining and expanding its current operations. So in effect, understanding free cash flow gives investors and managers a unique perspective on the financial vitality and future prospects of a company beyond just glancing at its cash balance or profit numbers. It's like peering into a crystal ball with actual numbers for the financial health and prospects of the business. And that's why I love free cash flow so much. So there you have it. Those are the three financial terms that I want you to know today. EBITDA, which stands for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, which is a fancy way of saying profit. And then we talked about CapEx, which means capital expenditures or the amount of money a company invests in its property, plant, and equipment. And then we have free cash flow, which essentially is just taking net operating cash minus capital expenditures. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope you have a fantastic week and remember to continue to invest in your financial IQ. Cheers. Hey, real quick, if you get value out of this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review. Also, if you want to be featured on the show, send me a recording with your name, your age, where you're from, and your question through a voice note or a video using your smartphone. Then email me the file at hello at byfiq.com. BYFIQ stands for boosting your financial IQ. So once again, it's hello at byfiq.com. If selected, I'll give you a shout out and answer your question for you and the entire community. One last thing, if you want access to additional resources that will help you fast track your path to financial freedom, visit byfiq.com or download our free app in the Apple or Google Play App Store today. Thanks again.